The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. (laughs) Well, a happy and healthy uh, Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Thank you so, so very much. Uh, Every time you tune in, but particularly, especially this time, because that's what this holiday is all about, giving you thanks. And I, Austin Horton, and uh, my buddy here, Adrian Lizer, we give you all of our thanks for joining us each and every week and making this show uh, uh, possible. Yes, quite literally, we would not have the show if people didn't listen, so that's shocking how radio works, but uh, this show in particular, we have a great time doing and we couldn't do it. Scott, unless we, uh, yeah. unless we had you guys joining in on the poll questions and downloading the podcast and all that. Yeah, Scotty just uh, told everyone, actually I think it was on air uh, on Wednesday, that we have surpassed a million downloads uh, as a station since Sweet. June, since we started the podcasting network. So, uh, And I know that a big chunk of our listeners on this show, Adrian, may not catch it live and yeah. so they download it, or and by download I mean you click play. That's considered a download, and you listen for an extended period of time. And so you don't have to actually physically no download. No, but, uh, it, but it's pretty cool, and you listen and thank you. Yes, and we uh, we may be on a couple of nights a week, but it's still more people listen and the downloads than we realize, and we appreciate it. And this week, here we are in the morning yes. time. Yes, happy Good morning. Thanksgiving to you. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your. Wife and lovely daughter, so... They're looking forward to us coming back home, the family Yes, um, after the show here today. It's amazing how, you know, you get a million downloads, and then some people have to go come in and do a show on Thursday mornings. (laughs) No, but just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, Thanksgiving, maybe more than any other holiday, uh, is attached to movies. It's been... I remember as a kid, I thought... Uh, I was the only. We were the only family who we had a tradition. We went to the movies every Thanksgiving. Only you guys. I didn't even notice that there was not a seat available yeah. to anyone that day. That means everyone was doing it, and that's clearly everybody. Uh, when you're with family and friends, and uh, you you need a little relaxing after you have stuffed yourself uh, full of. Whatever it is you eat at Thanksgiving time, uh, going to the movies, kicking your feet up at the Megaplex theaters, nothing better. So yeah, and here we are. And thanks for the, I mean, the people who work on Thanksgiving at Megaplex, it can't be easy a lot of times to uh, be away from your family, but big thanks to them. And I know they do a great job of kind of rotating everybody so that people can spend time and have that time. So, but you go, you don't get to go have your traditions your your family thanksgiving movie tradition without the people who work right like you don't get to have that part of your life and something to look forward to every every thanksgiving or christmas even unless those people are working so obviously tell them thank you today especially today yeah for sure make sure you just say hey you know what thanks for being here on a holiday so me and my family can enjoy it yeah exactly something simple and that they'd appreciate it they'll do their job Without the thanks, mm-hmm. but it goes a long right. way whenever you hear a thank you. So, uh, Before we get into the Movie Zone phone, there are a couple movies and one special uh, feature opportunity coming your way this week and into next week at Megaplex Theaters. We have the box office report. 
We'll talk about. In fact, let's talk about the box office report because that'll feed into what I want to do before we dial out to the movie zone phone. So, just how many dollars did Frozen Two take home last week? Well, uh, Austin Disney finally did something right. And no, I'm not talking about the continue watching feature that they just added to Disney Plus. It's finally there. It's finally there. Uh, how you launch a streaming service without that? You know. I, I suppose I can let it go, but it really did annoy me for a while. But it's there now. Um, but uh, Frozen 2, $130 million domestically on their opening. Uh, after that, Ford and Ferrari, $15 million. So that's kind of the uh, big difference there um, in the what people went and saw. $371 million worldwide for Frozen 2. So It's doing fine. It's, it's doing fine, yes. What did A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood do? Uh, Not good? Because you, you went nope. from Frozen 2 to Ford v. Ferrari. $13 million. That's it? Yeah. That's it. And it's kind of funny we say that's it because it's $13 million, but yeah. People went, What you had your choice, Frozen 2 or A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood on the opening weekend. People are going to Frozen 2. That's just how, yeah. that's how the business works. People don't, I mean, I usually you don't go see two movies in one weekend. That's not really... People don't do that. They don't set up two nights in a row where they're going to the movies. So you kind of sparing nights, and everyone chose Frozen too. It, it is wow. what it is. But it's Tom Hanks, and it's Mister Rogers. I know, but it's Olaf, Anna, and Elsa. Yeah, and Kristoff, and, and Kristoff, Sven, and Sven, and Paw Patrol, and Paw Patrol, not and Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol's coming in concert. <laughs> they are. I saw that. Are you going to be there? Uh, no. Uh, I'm going to Sesame Street. I'm going to tell your. I'm going to tell your kid Paw Patrol's coming. She doesn't. First of all, she doesn't speak very good English yet, so she may not she understand. She can say you. Peppa Pig, though. <laughs> she does not say Peppa Pig. Not yet. Uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to go with this is, I'll bet Mr. Rogers' uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood does better this week than it did last week but it's not a blockbuster that's the thing about it like you have to i mean it's pro, it's a great movie and you can we'll be able to learn a great lesson from it and that's not a blockbuster movie like it's not as much as we want these movies to make tons it's gonna of money win an oscar maybe or seven maybe maybe not it but, will um and most most oscars aren't blockbusters i mean one of the few that i can remember was lord of the rings return of the king won like 10 oscars and that's like the last big giant budget film I can remember that won like a best picture or anything hmm. like that. So they those type of movies they just don't make that kind of money. Do that's you just think how it, it is. makes more or less than thirteen million dollars from now through Monday with less. the Thanksgiving holiday weekend? I would say less. Less than thirteen yeah, million? I would say I would say it generally goes down. See, I I would think that everyone that went and saw Frozen Two but also wanted to see Mr. Rogers. They went to Frozen 2 on opening weekend. Those people will go to Mr. Rogers over Thanksgiving break, and it will be bigger, but you might be right. That's something we'll have to keep an eye on. Now, do you think Frozen 2 will make as much or less, less. as it did the first weekend? I would say less. It's generally less. Every- I'll bet it's more, man. You bet it's more than three hundred seventy-one million dollars. No, in- domestically. Domestically, you're, met- you're betting it's more than one hundred thirty million dollars. I'm. I in- will. Second no, week? probably not. But I'll bet it's close. I'll bet it's over $100 million again this week. Really? Yep. All right. We're going to keep an eye on that. Because I think there are a lot of families that waited till the Thanksgiving break hmm. from school and work to take everyone and go. I could see that. So we'll see. But I could see that. weather. You never know with the weather. So. And all over this country. We know we get listeners from all over this country and world even. 
as Austin and I have learned, we've uh, we've got listeners everywhere, and uh, but the United States, this is winter week. Like everywhere's getting pummeled, including including us down here in little old Salt Lake. Well, before we uh, jump out to the movies on phone and talk about what options you have that are new this week at Megaplex Theaters, how would you rank your preference of the movies that came out up till now? choosing to go see them on this uh, holiday break what would be your first priority to see like that's out right now yeah um that's in that's at megaplex theaters for your viewing options uh for for over the thanksgiving break that's hard i maybe because i saw frozen 2 and i didn't get to see i would maybe knives out honestly okay because you've already seen frozen because i've seen frozen 2 so i guess what i'm asking is more to the general person out there, assume I, they haven't seen any of these, what would be the first priority? I'm in- sure it's Frozen 2, just because okay. that's what it is. But I think with maybe someone, if you don't have kids or you don't, if you're not into like animated movies, which a lot of adults aren't, you know, so uh, maybe Knives Out or Ford vs. Ferrari. I think those are probably the ones that I would be interested in. Okay. So uh, I would rank it first and foremost Frozen 2. Yeah. Second, I would probably go Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. Third, I'd go with Midway. Mm-hmm. But with the caveat, the right audience has to go to it. And you are going to have to roll your eyes a few times and go, why did they do that? And, and then, speaking of Midway, not to change the subject too much, but in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about another World War movie. But uh, one that's often of a war that's not talked about a lot in the movies, so should be fun. Actually, and I, th- I there's also there's a World War II type documentary next week. Yeah, with unseen remastered footage. Isn't it so cool how they're adding color? Yes. to these old uh, World War II yes um, pictures, and I'm not sure how they do it. Maybe they're just taking kind of like liberties on what the colors should be and sure. they're adding colors to it but still maybe that shirt was really blue and in this right. it's red right yeah. but it but it really changes how you see things when i mean black and white photos are amazing in their own way but when you see a world war ii thing put in color it's like it really pops and you see see it in a different way so uh and then and then so then my fourth would be jojo rabbit oh i forgot about jojo rabbit. then yeah. joker the knives out uh, and uh, that probably playing with fire would be a fun yeah. throwaway five dollar yeah. Tuesday, but that would be how I'd order it. But did you, by chance, did you hear me off air Wednesday talking to Tony about World War II, a documentary I've been watching? And no, I, I didn't. Oh, so I've you know me, I I study World War II. Yes. It fascinates me. Uh, I, I think that in the world's history, it is the saddest. most tragic tale that also uh, uh, ended in the right way and shaped the world that we now know politically now it's uh, that's a a convoluted way of me saying i can point to everything in politics today and and drop back to something that took place around world war ii right but i've been watching this new thing on netflix uh, that it's just little hour long in color World War II things, and uh, it has taught me things I never knew about it, like that the the Nazis were taking meth and crystal meth, so that they could be better, stronger soldiers, wow. and that's how they th- overthrew France, who had three times the the military they did. Uh, just crazy, and, and how they were bottlenecked 
and trying to get into France, and they were in a traffic jam of their own military. They could not get through France because they had created a bottleneck mm. traffic jam of their own military vehicles, and all France had to do was go bomb that one area, and the entire German army would have been obliterated, and World War II would have never happened, but France was not aware mm. that that... It's, it's, Interesting. Anyway, I don't... Happy Thanksgiving, yes. everybody. Here's uh, some war stories yeah, for yeah. you. All right. Well, let's dial out to the Movie Zone phone. Uh, we do have some new movies opening at Megaplex this week that we want to offer you as options. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Frozen 2, please press 1. For Midway, please press 2. For Marriage Story, please press 3. You've selected Marriage Story, starring Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, Ray Liotta, and Alan Alda. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. A stage director and his actor wife struggle through a grueling coast-to-coast divorce that pushes them to their personal and creative extremes. Marriage Story is rated R and earned a 97% approval rating from Rotten Tomatoes and an 8.4 out of 10 stars from imdb.com. For tickets at showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. All right, we start with Marriage Story, as you heard, rated R, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, Ray Liotta, Alan Alda. This, we, we complain all the time. We don't. Well, actually, we do from time to time complain about how there's no fresh ideas. There's no new takes. It's all just sequels and reheats. And this uh, is a fresh, new, original story. It's getting incredible audience mm-hmm. and critic reviews. Mm-hmm. I have shared my thoughts with you about Scarlett Johansson in the past. And over the last little while, she has proven me to be dead, dead wrong. She is a great actress. I didn't think she I'd is, ever yeah. say that. Yeah. But uh, and Adam Driver, I think, is great. Uh, I would be very interested in seeing Marriage Story. Yeah, this is it's heavy, heavy story. I it, like it's going to be sad. It's going to be hard to watch. I think at times, but I think people who have been married, um, you are married. I have been married. That it's it's a hard thing. Marriage is hard, and I think this seems to be a movie that uh, like really dives into a lot of that and i hope people don't go and thinking oh it's kylo ren and black widow married right you know what yeah. i mean like give like let them have it. adam driver is also a fantastic actor but um people are stuck on the star wars thing right now so uh I, this is a go for me it looks it looks really good it looks like a drama it's a drama that i think a lot of people would have interest in right and it like you said it's not the happiest of right. movies but I think that it can teach you, and and you can yeah, grow with it. You know, it's got Laura Dern in it as well. You got Wallace Shawn, um, Utah Wallace Shawn. Really, still trying to get him on the hey, show. Hey, you want to join us? It would be inconceivable if you didn't come on. Okay, now he'll never join us. Huh? Great. So, <laughs> but yeah, go for me. It looks interesting. This could be one on your weekend if you're out there on Thanksgiving looking for something different to see. Some people are into those dramas, and this would be it for you. All right, dial back out to the movie Zone phone and talk about another one that's opening this week. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone phone for the Larry 
3H Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Ford versus Ferrari, please press 1. For A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, please press 2. For Queen and Slim, please press 3. You've selected Queen and Slim, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Jodie Turner-Smith, and India Moore. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. Slim McQueen's first date takes them on an unexpected turn when a policeman pulls them over for a minor traffic violation. When the situation escalates, Slim takes the officer's gun and shoots him in self-defense. Now labeled cop killers in the media, Slim and Queen feel they have no choice but to go on the run and evade the law. When a video of the incident goes viral, the unwitting outlaws soon become a symbol of trauma, terror, grief, and pain for people all across the country. Queen and Slim is rated R and has an 85% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. Love Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. His uh, best work is probably Johnny English Reborn. <laughs> uh, no, really. It, it, it's clearly... It couldn't be Black out. Panther or Get Out. It couldn't be either of Those them. are second and third, oh, okay. clearly. All right. Yeah. Uh, but Queen and, Sl- Queen and Slim, uh, I this is not getting great reviews by the critics. It's getting pretty good reviews from the audiences. So this might be uh, something that I'll catch on a $5 Tuesday. Or I'll go on a matinee Monday. More than likely, I'll eventually see it on a streaming yeah. service in the in the future down the road. But I uh, I'd be interested to see what my opinion of it ends up being. It's not one I'm rushing out to see right now, though. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, they're kind of lower on the list of things I would see that are out. So I, I think it's sometimes these movies just come out at a hard time. And it's hard. Studios, I don't envy studios because you really have to figure out when you want to release a movie. And so maybe Thanksgiving weekend is when they thought we might have the best shot at getting people in to see our movie. And I'm not afraid of movies that have political agenda. No. Even if I, at the outset, look at it and go, I'm not sure I'll agree with that. I actually, I I, uh, challenge myself to see as many of them as I can to see if they can open my eyes to a a different angle that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, it's hard to... Movies that have to do with topics like this, you go in and you, I think a lot of people go in, they're like, oh, I gotta f- I'm got i going to figure out the agenda right away. You know, I'm going to figure out what this is trying to tell me. Sometimes you just watch it and see what you come out the other side thinking, whether or not you agree or disagree. And that I think that's so lost. The art of listening to opposing views is lost in today's age. Oh, totally. You don't because have to it, agree, but I think you owe the respect to at least listen and uh, be challenged. Well, and I think you led with the word there. There, The word respect has disappeared from yeah. the lexicon of any sort of greater debate on any th- sort of topic that means something. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can, if you disrespect, I don't want to say disrespect, but if you say someone's team sucks, like that's, you're not actually offending that person because if that person literally has their entire identity wrapped up in whether or not the jazz beat the bucks on the road without Rudy Gobert. You know, if your identity, if your whole week was ruined, then I tell you, like, that's on you. But when you get into real stuff, we should be more respectful and thinking of what a... Because there are people who have experiences that you and I would have... will never come across right. in our entire lives. We'll never know. And especially when it comes to movie, a movie like Queen and Slim, yeah. where what they, are go- what they go through on film. And we, you and I will never understand that, but at least we can listen. And try to learn. Yeah, 
And I come from a spot where, you know, I had a dad that was a police officer yeah. for 20 plus years. Right. But I also see things that happen in our country and it enrages me. Right. And so it, it's, I want to challenge myself. I'll eventually see this, probably not at the theater. Though. Right. And you know, for you, your father was a cop. You hopped on that radio and you said, Breaker, Breaker, one nine, we've got a serious emergency here. I said, <laughs> I said every car in the area. <laughs> Every available officer come to, you? and I gave our home address. Oh. I said, emergency, emergency. And you better believe <laughs> that uh, it was the second worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. Like, I want to say I was 11-ish. Oh, I can't imagine. 10-ish, 11. You're 10 years old. You don't really know what you're doing. It was cold. My dad was talking. To, he was the, our soccer coach, <laughs> a parent, and he were talking about something. Me and my brother just hopped in the car to stay warm. I thought, this will be funny. <laughs> Didn't realize that, you know, this was a real thing. So just, I just imagine like a oh, when they crackle, a late 90s Ford Explorer just wasn't that. Voom, over the top of a hill. Just. <laughs> Beverly Hills style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. When they crackled back with the response over the radio. Did you just, your heart dropped? I literally <laughs> threw up in my mouth. What'd your brother say? It was him. My brother sprinted out of the car and got my dad, thank goodness, so that my dad could cancel the call before all the agents in the known world came to our doorstep. It cost my dad a promotion. Actually, it not only cost him a promotion, I think he went down a stripe. Uh, Well, I I don't don't want to laugh about it, but you've also said that... In the end, he was he was also grateful because it changed kind of a course of his life a little bit, like spending more time with you guys and everything. So yeah, probably. But uh, I don't. It was a bad. I'm telling you, our sitcom is (laughs) we're winning Emmys, man. (laughs) All right, one more fun event in Megaplex coming up for you. Showtimes, please press one. For Joker, please press one. For Jojo Rabbit, please press two. For When Harry Met Sally, 30th Anniversary Special, please press three. You've selected When Harry Met Sally, 30th Anniversary Special, starring Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, Carrie Fisher, and Bruno Kirby. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more! Fathom Events TCM and Warner Brothers present When Harry Met Sally for a 30th special anniversary showing coming to select cinemas only featuring exclusive insight from Turner Classic Movies. Harry Burns and Sally Albright meet when they share a car on a trip from Chicago to New York right after both graduate from college. As the two build their lives and careers in Manhattan, they find love and heartache with other people, but their paths continue to cross and their friendship continues to grow over the years until they confront the decision whether to let their friendship develop into romance. When Harry Met Sally will play December 1st and 3rd only at Jordan Commons. For tickets at showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. You like When Harry Met Sally? You know, it's you just, don't. Wh- whenever you give me that look and that little crinkle above your nose, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not? Really? No, I like when oh, okay, right, right. Uh, it's it's a top ten romantic comedy for me, uh, maybe top three. Uh, and I've never seen it in the theater. I was very young, if not 
not alive when it came Meg out. Meg Ryan at the the top of her craft. Billy Crystal. Yeah, I mean, what is he? the top of his. What has he been other than being a little green cyclops, you know? Like, and we can tell you this was the top of Bruno Kirby's uh, <laughs> uh, career. Yeah. Carrie Fisher did some things that were bigger, but hey, this is a great movie. I hadn't, I never saw it in the theater. You get a couple days here, get a couple shots at it to go see it in the theater. What I love about what Megaplex does is they bring back these films and put them on the big screen for you. And for someone, if you love When Harry Met Sally and... It's probably for people who went and saw this. Maybe you saw it in the theaters in what year did it come out? Six? When was it? Let's I, see. I'm gonna in 1989. Well, it's 30 years ago. Yeah, so 1989. Yeah, right. maybe, you, maybe you saw it. <laughs> maybe your first date was when Harry met Sally oh. 30 years ago. Take your spouse or your significant other and see it again in the theaters. That's what's cool about these things is we you get a chance to see something. There is something about seeing things in the theaters. We can talk about being able to binge mode and things like that. But there's something about yeah, like my, one of my favorite shows is Sherlock. Okay, it's uh, the BBC masterpiece for, with Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin yeah. Freeman. Um, I went and saw one of the episodes at a f- event at a Megaplex, and I saw it. In the, it was so good. Yeah. That's something I've only ever watched on TV, and I got to sit in a theater and have this giant version of it on my on the screen. It was really cool. Movies so. are made to see in the theater, man. Right. I don't. It's unfortunate when you don't. You can still have a good time watching them yeah. elsewhere, uh, but they are made for the theater. Yep, totally. All right, there you go. That's the Movie Zone phone this week. Of course, all the other options for your Thanksgiving holiday, Frozen 2, Knives Out, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, Midway, on and on and on and on, Joker. Uh, be sure and have a good, happy, uh, fun time with your friends and family. On the other side, we'll launch our poll question. Actually, we'll launch it now. We'll get your responses in segment two. My favorite, if not only, Thanksgiving movie is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's about getting home for Thanksgiving, and it is a masterpiece. There's not a a line, (laughs) a, a scene, a moment in that film that I don't quote constantly. It's brilliant. And uh, with that being said, we want to know, at Austin Horton, at AP Lizer, what are your favorite Steve Martin and John Candy roles and or movies? We'll get to your answers next, here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Soundtrack of the week as you're hearing it there. The Planes, Trains, and Automobiles soundtrack is bumping us in and out today. Well, mostly just just in. We don't do bump outs, but it's a Thanksgiving movie. It's maybe my favorite we should. We, maybe we should add that in there. So there you go. Soundtrack of the week, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Welcome back. I'm Austin Horton. He's Adrian Lizer. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're staying safe and warm. If you're traveling, be slow, be deliberate, be aware, be kind and courteous. Everyone just get to and fro without any fret. You should be listening to us for an entire hour on a 15-minute drive. Let us relax you. Yes. 
as we yell slow. about movies. <laughs> Take it slow. Yell back at the radio. <laughs> Tell Adrian why uh, he should like uh john candy more than he does. i love john candy we got you him. told me in the break that he, why is this our poll question no. he's never done anything with his career okay. do we have May to get he into rest it? in peace but he was terrible that's that's what, what you didn't say i didn't say that no i <laughs> we got it and maybe if you're tweet us um we were talking about how we were kind of surprised that we didn't get as many responses about john candy movies and I said to Austin, just because it seems like, you know, he passed away so long ago and he's not in a ton of movies because his career was cut so short. But he is in a lot of movies. But he's in in the movies that I know him in. I are Like Stripes is one of my favorite comedies of all time. And that's my answer for him because he's turning himself into a lean, mean fighting machine. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. He's so such a funny actor. Or he was. And uh, I, we, I miss him. He's one of the like him and Chris Farley. I was like, dang it. Wish those two could have been around a lot longer. Yeah, uh, Chris but is... But maybe of our listeners who are of a younger generation, I mean, we, you and I are still in a younger generation, but lucky enough to watch some of those, but maybe people who are younger than us, do you like John Candy and Steve Martin movies? You throw that out there, yeah. I guess, if you'd like. If you don't, you're if you don't, we're about to. Timeline. If you don't know anything about them, we're about to read you a list. So get a pen and paper <laughs> while Dad drives to Grandma's and start writing this down. And by pen and paper, I mean pull up the Notes app on your iPhone. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, who do you think the, the the age of people who don't know who John Candy and Steve Martin <laughs> they don't are? Carry they don't know what pen and paper is. <laughs> What do you want, a rock and a chisel? <laughs> <laughs> Get out and, your scrolls, your feather do quill. do it in cursive. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Candy was one of those people. I, I've done some research on him, his, his, the man. Yeah. Not uh, away from his career. He was the, the type of man that I would be, I, I kind of wish that I'm somehow related to. Because he was just a special, special soul. And uh, he's and his he's his in, art that he shared with us was great. He's in two of my top five comedies, and what can I say? Stripes and Spaceballs. Spaceballs, yeah. So he's terrific. He plays a dog named Barf. <laughs> such a such a dumb good movie. So it's it's perfect. Spaceballs. <laughs> you say planes, trains, and automobiles is perfect. Spaceballs is perfect. Okay. <laughs> I can get on board with perfect. that. Yeah. All right, so the movie's on poll. Let's go Your back favorite- to then. We can't. Why? We just missed it. All right, go ahead. Your Sorry. favorite Steve Martin, John Candy roles or movies. Pete says Steve Martin, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's a good one. Incredible movie. John Candy, he goes with Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is so funny. That's so funny. That, that's Scrubs so reference. funny. <laughs> Scrubs Mandy Moore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Man, she's had a great career, too. She had a lull, but but she's really come on strongly. You know, from music to acting, and now she's in This Is Us, playing an old version of herself. I was in like in love, obsessed with Mandy Moore during a Walk to Remember era. Oh yeah, who wasn't? Who wasn't? We were all looking for Janies, Jamies in our schools at that time. Um, Our guy Daniel Chavez says John Candy, The Great Outdoors, perfect answer. Steve Martin, Father of the Bride, great. Yep. Wonderful. Brianna Barker, our friend uh, from Jazz TV, says Buck, Melanoma, Molly Russell's Wart. John Buck. <laughs> yep. once, or John, not John Buck. That's my friend from high school. What's Uncle up, Buck. John? <laughs> Uncle Buck, uh, again. The Guthrie long insurance. lost brother of Joe Buck. <laughs> Actually, his father was John Buck. I thought it was Jack Buck. But his nickname was Jack. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Well. Anyway, Guthrie Insurance also says Uncle Buck. Caleb says the Pink Panther. For Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is what is he? Uh, what What's the... I would like to buy a hamburger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is really good. Oh, and he had, really no, funny. he had no business like playing that part necessarily. Right. But he did it so well that... Like kinda he like, wouldn't be able to do it now. Kind of like when he did Cheaper by the Dozen. He, yeah. I'm sure he could have said, I'm Steve Martin. I'm not doing that. You but know, it was he, Bonnie Hunt. And yeah, he's so funny. And, he goes on tour. He plays banjo. He... This is his first love, is yeah, the banjo. the banjo yeah. and doing comedy tours, and he's got some great stories. Uh, Jessica Baker says, Steve Martin and the Three Amigos. Great answer. And John Candy in Home Alone. Oh, yeah, as the Underrated part in, <laughs> yeah, underrated role that you don't remember much from John Candy is in Home Alone. Talks about leaving his kid at a funeral parlor all day. Yeah. All, all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, run, Forrest, run. Austin Frankham, our soldier that is fresh out of boot camp. Hope you're enjoying the, the holidays. You probably bench press us now. Uh, thank you for your service, as always, Austin. He says, for John Candy, it's Cool Runnings. And for Steve Martin, the Three Amigos. Or, I'm interested if you've seen this one, Adrian, Roxanne. Yes, Roxanne. You've seen is, Roxanne? Yeah, Roxanne is great. Kind of the reimagining of Sergio de... Or Cyr- mm. Cyrano de... de Bur- whatever. Yeah. De Bergiac? Yeah. Um, let's Bergio. see. What is it? I don't know. John Candy and Splash. I don't know if I've seen Splash. I'll have to look that With up. Tom Hanks and... Uh, uh, is it Daryl Hannah? Is it Daryl Hannah? Yeah. What? She's a mermaid. Tom oh, is that what it is? I gotta her. add this to my list then. It's early Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh. It's great, man. It's a good movie. Look at him. That hair. Yeah. <laughs> that 80s hair. Hey, uh, on him or uh, Daryl Hannah? Both. <laughs> but mostly Tom. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll be interested in mermaids all of a sudden after you see Splash. <laughs> Will I? Will yeah. I uh-huh. hope they're real? Yep. Uh, my favorite answer for both these guys is planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. I. I it, you love that movie. All right. Well, thanks to everyone of you for uh, always participating in the Movie Zone poll question. We do appreciate it. Coming up next on the other side, we got some movie news and rumors, including the Star Wars news is just everywhere. Somebody lost a script. It ended up on eBay, and Disney had to shut it down hardcore before it got out into the known universe. Whose script was it? We finally have some clues. And also, we'll find out what rank of Jedi. I'm so excited. Is AP Liza? I'm taking a quiz, and uh, I have never cared more about a quiz than before. The only time I really ever cared was what house I was in in Harry Potter. <laughs> well, now you'll know what's what up, rank Huffle, of Jedi you are. What's up, my Hufflepuffs out there? But now I get to know what kind of Jedi I am. This will be no surprise to you, but I'm Slytherin. Uh, it does surprise me just because. That's a hard one to get. No, you just have to be cynical and mad at the world. Right. And as long as you answered the questionnaire truthfully and it, it ended up in Slytherin. <laughs> like Harry would say, one of the most brave and greatest wizards he's ever known came from Slytherin. Right. So. What Jedi rank is Adrian Lizer? We'll find out next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Final segment of the Movie Zone this week. He's Adrian Lazar. I'm Austin Horton. Soundtrack of the week, of course. The best Thanksgiving movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Watch, watch it with uh, either the mute button at hand if you've got the family around, or the right audience, unedited. You better know... When movie, he's going to rent a car. You better know pre, You better know the movie pretty well if you're going to be handy with that mute button. Well, I always loved in like, yeah. you know, in like junior high and high school when they'd roll the movie in when kids were allowed to watch PG-13 in high school. Whoa, shocker. <laughs> but they were allowed to turn on a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And the movie. In your liberal Salt Lake yeah, schools. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Um, all the snowflakes these days. You got to watch Frozen. If it's not animated. Your senior year, you can't watch it. If it's not by feature films for family. But I always love teachers that would, like, they'd hear the curse word and then mute it. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> it's like, no, we already, Mrs. Johnson, we already heard yeah, the, the curse. The scene where he's uh, mad about his rental car situation, either skip the whole thing or have it memorized with full batteries in the remote and the and the mute button yeah, working. That's that's one of those most movies. That's why TV is hard because I believe most movies should be viewed the way they were created. So it's like weird when you watch something on TV and it's like it'll say, and then all of a sudden it's a different voice. And it's like darn it, and then I it love, goes back into the. I love Die Hard when he when he yippee says kayak. A, Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Sorry, Yippee Kayak is from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Well, they can't say it. Also, right? They have to edit it. Yep. So, all right. Uh, but it's time now for some Master rumors. Mr. Falcon. Some movies, new movie news and rumors. Uh, Adrian, do you want to take the quiz first or later? Let's do the quiz. All right, hit me with it. And well, first, we before let's hit it. <laughs> Best sounder in the business. All right, Star Wars news, starting with Adrian's Jedi rank. Okay, you have to answer these uh, honestly and candidly. Ready? Okay. Number one, what year was Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope released? 1976, 75, 78, or 77? Ooh, I don't... I thought it was... 1977. I think so. Correct! My bad. That took me a minute. Number two, who shot first originally... Now, this is a trick one. Oh. Han Solo or Greedo? Who shot first originally? I believe it was Greedo. Incorrect. What? They have done some sleight of hand and editing, and it's been changed in other canons, and the Mandalorian now has a thing where in it, spoiler alert, that le- brings up this debate again, and so you're, you're wrong on that one. Dang. Originally, Hans, Hans, Han shot first. I thought you said original. You said, yeah, and you said that you believe it was Greedo, which is wrong. Oh. Sorry. Number three, which hand does Luke Skywalker lose, left or right? Left. Uh-uh. Dang it. Right. Right hand. I was trying to Because it falls this way over the... Oh, because I was trying to think of how he's yeah. holding the pole. Not, not, not may doing not make so Jedi good. Not at this doing rate. So good. All right, not question four of I need seven. Alex Lundenberg in here because he's the Star Wars expert. You're going to have to get all f- the rest, the four left correct. To I not think. be a Padawan learner? Uh, yeah. uh-huh. okay. Number four. Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon took blank parsecs to make the Kessel Run. Multiple choice. Okay. 10, 24, 12, 16. That's easy. That's 12. I heard you typing. No, that. that wasn't. 
What were you doing? Oh, no, well, I'm, I'm getting my next story ready. For, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Honest? Yeah, 12. Okay, yeah, 12. okay. Well, you're right. Yeah. Number five, what are these small creatures featured in Star Wars The Last Jedi? And it's a picture of, how do I describe Porg it? Porg or no, whatever. Okay, Porgs, Tauntauns, or Ewoks? Porgs, I don't even that's, have to see the picture correct. you're that looking was, at. Why is that in there? That's not hard. Remember Number when they s- eat the Porg in front of the Porgs? Yes. That's weird. Number six, where did Rey meet Luke Skywalker? Is Careful this on this choice? one. Mm-hmm. Tatooine, Octo, Hoth, or Coruscant? Well, the only... I Did don't, I say Acto? I, I meant Actu, but Octo. I'm going to go with that one, because it's the only planet I don't recognize the name of, and I know the other three, he did not meet her there. You so. are absolutely okay. correct. Now, the final one... Because it was on like the mountain, right? And he turns around, and he opens his robe. It was weird. That is weird. He had clothes on. Weird description. He had clothes on. Welcome to Octo. (laughs) Hi, daughter. Bada boom, bada bing. (laughs) No, that's his daughter, isn't it? No, we don't know that. We're about to know that. Well, I don't think it is. I think it is. We'll see. We'll have to find out. Number seven, the final question. It is family related. Who is Kylo Ren's mother? Do you need the multiple choice? Yes. No, you don't. Jin Erso, oh, Padme, Amadala, Rey, or Princess Leia Organa? Give me Princess Leia Organa. Yes, sir. Your Jedi rank is... Oh, I don't want to subscribe to your newsletter. Just tell me the results. Oh, no. You got five out of seven correct, and yet you are still Padawan. No! Patience you must have, my young Padawan. You're almost there, but could use a refresher on some of the finer details on the galaxy far, far away. You only missed two. Man, it's hard to be a Jedi, yeah, dude. It, it, Remember the how struggle is real. Anakin struggled. <laughs> All right, uh, and then I wanted to share this bit of Star Wars news, too. Okay. A script of uh, the Rise of Skywalker went missing. It ended up on eBay. What had happened is one of the actors in the movie left it under their bed. The housekeeper of the hotel where they were staying took it, sold it to someone who then put it on eBay for sale. Isn't he got their hands back on it? Woof. And got in the way of this. And uh, 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 the director, J.J. Abrams. Jamie J. Abrams. Said earlier this week that he wanted to reveal who it was, but he wasn't going to. Well, it turns out <laughs> John Boyega is owning it. He says, it was me, dang it. But it, he said the, the real word. He admits that it was his Star Wars Rise of Skywalker script that was put on eBay, and he swears it was an accident. He's having a little fun with it. Disney ain't happy. They ain't, and JJ ain't. If, if his character Finn ever returns down the line, never. I promise you it's going to be some played by somebody yep, else. You are totally right it's about over. that. Yep, it, it's over, John Boyega. Remember when, um, remember when, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Quentin Tarantino, when the Hateful Eight got leaked. Yeah. And so he said, fine, fine, I'm not making it. And he just read the whole script out for everyone. He's like, you ruined it for everybody. (laughs) He made it anyway, but, but that was, can you imagine Disney doing something like that? Yeah. Fine. We're not going to release it. Here's the script. Yeah, all right. Do you have any uh, news and rumors for it? Um, Batman's adding more cast members. The Batman? Yeah, the Batman. With um, Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson as well as... Not, many, not Jonah Hill. Not Jonah Hill, no. But John Turturro 
I like uh, will be Thurman. playing uh, Carmine Falcone. Oh, good. So he'll be good at that. Yeah, I think he. I I love John Turturro. So, yep. um, you don't mess with the Jesus. <laughs> but uh, he uh, he'll he'll play this part really well. <laughs> He's got yeah. the, <laughs> the bowling ball. <laughs> and then right. Daniel Craig confirming that that this is his last Bond movie. We know. We got why, it. Guy. Why are you confirming? You you said. Like, literally, you would rather die than play Bond again. They're like, you want $150 million? He's like, Bond is my life. <laughs> but uh, he says, no time to die, which is a great name for a Bond movie. Yeah, remember we went over all the yeah. names of the Bond movies? Yeah. Some of them are like, really? No, but no time to die is really good. It is. And uh, anyway, it's his final one. All right. Well, that's our final news story for this week on the movie zone sounds great uh happy thanksgiving thanks yes for coming in well. on the holiday and uh happy thanksgiving again to everybody we truly appreciate it travel safe be good to yourself to each other uh and uh we'll we'll see you on the the zone coming up friday live all day long uh enjoy your nfl coverage here on a thanksgiving thursday here on the zone coming uh, up after us right right after us and if you're listening to this replay over the weekend hope you had a happy thanksgiving and hope your team won i hope your team didn't win but you had a good holiday yes again two things austin cares about your team losing and if it rains on your vacation but i want you to have a good time Inside. watching your team and vacationing oh, uh-huh. all right that's right. He's Adrian Lizer. I'm the hater, Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on the Movie Zone.